0: Cash, asset, cash. Stop letting societal norms, right, education, traditional education, the government, you're getting a a refund. The banks, you're getting buried in debt. Um, The school system teaching you how to be a follower, not a leader. Stop letting societal norms keep you from learning the philosophy that those who are, that you look up to learn a long time welcome to the your podcast mentor show with jonathan jones here you will learn how to start launch and monetize your podcast in addition to hearing the latest trends and the latest and greatest things happening in the podcast industry are you ready what's going on family and welcome to the your podcast mentor show where this is your go-to for podcast news podcast how to's and also Interviews, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very honored today to have the opportunity to be sitting in, in the living room with the man, the, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian Bean. How are we doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> glad to be here, man. Anytime we can help some people, I'm sure we're going to inspire some people. You are definitely good at what you do, so I like talking to quality people, and I'm sure the audience is just as quality. I love it. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. A, yes, sir. Most definitely. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it over to you now. I'm gonna kick okay. it over to you. I'm gonna give you the opportunity just to, you know, give a brief snapshot of who you are and, and what you do for those people who might, you know, might be living uh, in, in, a, in a cave or something like that. But man, go ahead, take, take the mic. Okay. Right. <laughs> <No laughs> even throw you an alley oop or something, <laughs> got me on the spot. Okay. No, seriously. Um, uh, my name is Brian Bean, um, affectionately known as the Mentor of Millions. I basically teach three things: mindset, message, and money. To me, those are the three things I've learned being an entrepreneur over the past 25 years. If you master positivity, if you master the law of attraction, um, if you master the mind and, and its tricky ways, um, if you have a message you can get to others, you can always make money. So I teach people those three things in a very, very, very unique way, right? Um, the mindset piece I teach using a training called animal instincts mm-hmm. or tap into your instincts. And that's why I study different animals. And I show you how that quality that they use to survive in their habitat, you should adopt the same philosophy of yours, being the uh, most intelligent form of, or the most intelligent species on the planet, but we're the weakest emotionally. So if God made you in his image, I tell people, if God made you in his image, and you believe in God, if you believe you are a child of God, then why are you so weak? Mm. When you really think about it. Ooh. So I look at other species that he developed, right? The bee. Yeah. I mean, the honeybee. Silverback Gorilla, I mean my catalog is full of the Rhinoceros, the Cobra, the Snow Leopard, the Ant, the Eagle, the Tiger, the Jaguar. And I take their qualities and I show you how to put those in you so you can be that person that you're supposed to be. Um, so that's my mindset series, it's called Instincts. Yeah. I just recently created Monetize Your Message. That's where I teach people how to take their tribulations in life and turn them into celebrations. Mm-hmm. We, we've all been through something, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. People look at, people like myself, you, successful people, they look at us today and they don't think we pay some dues. So I teach people how to turn every tribulation you've been, uh, you've experienced into a celebration. And then I teach you how to monetize that message and get that message out to the world and make money doing it at the same time. So long story short, man, I'm the go-to person for making, saving, and growing your money using mindset, message, and money. Mm. So in in 25 years of entrepreneurship, like, Looking back, like what, what, what would you tell the younger self? Oh, right so, you know, Well, the funny thing about it is I started when I was young. Mm-hmm, I started mm-hmm. entrepreneurship when I was 19 years old. So I only worked a job for 90 days before I retired uh, when I was 22 years old. So I went to Morehouse College, started my business at 19, by the time I was 22, my degree became my backup. Like most people, their degree they fall back on something. I mm. fell back on my degree. Mm. You know what I mean. So to answer your question, by the time I was 22, um, I was retired, man, and I, I haven't worked a job since. I made enough money to basically make more money in a month than I, my job was paying me all year. Now, what I would tell my younger self to answer your question is don't blow it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow it, man. Actually, I didn't blow it. I lost my first million dollars in my 20s because I got five. Mm, Nobody man. taught me that, you know, you got to keep good records. Nobody taught me that, you know, these faded receipts don't count when the IRS does want to see your proof. <laughs> Nobody your deductions. Nobody taught me that every dollar you make is supposed to bring you five dollars, and you take five dollars, and you spend two of them, you reinvest three, and you make ten. You keep three of those, and you take seven. Reinvest those, and so make 30. Mm. Nobody taught me that money's a tool, and you're supposed to work for money. You're not supposed to work for money. Money's supposed to work for you. So I would tell my younger self to make the million dollars the first time and keep it, so I won't have to make it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you so you got all oh, that. Talk talk about talk about that yeah. because knowing the numbers yeah. is something that, that that's not sexy or that's not you know that, that, yeah. that's not the yeah. one that's really just hey, know your numbers. Everybody's yeah. like, ooh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nothing you jump up and down for. Yeah, it's not even so much knowing your numbers. See, you got to understand, I was 24, 25. This is back before apps, where now, Mm. see, the reason you, let me me set this up. The reason I got audited, I don't know about everybody else, but the reason Mm. I got audited is because my CPA at the time put some things on my Schedule C that would draw a red flag, now that I'm older, Mm. I would have audited me too. Mm. Like, you can't write off. Certain square footage in your house. If I'm saying this house is being used for a home based business, and let's say this house is 4,800 square feet, well, 4,000 of it can't be business. That only leaves the bathroom and the kitchen, right? <laughs> so there's certain things he put on my schedule C looking back, I'm like, I would have honored me too. So it triggered a red flag, and people don't need to be afraid of being honored. Let me just be clear. Mm-hmm. Like if they came after me now, I wouldn't be afraid. Don't be afraid of being audited. Be afraid of not being prepared if they come. So when they asked me for these receipts, so, Mr. Bean, you said you spent $10,000 in Tahiti. I did. Well, where are those receipts? Well, here's one of them. Well, it was like, to us, that looks like $10. I'm like, no, this it's <laughs> You don't see the comma? <laughs> no, it's faded. Well, Ryan, you said you spent uh, eighty grand taking your team to... Well, I did. Well, here it looks like 8000 because the receipt is faded. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all don't have to worry about that because you got an app. You can take a picture of the receipt, upload the receipt to the cloud, put in what, where, why, how, and when. That's what the IRS wants to know. Mm-hmm. What, when, where, why, what, when, where, how, and when. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait excuse me. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. why, when, where, and how. There we go. Now you put that in the app, the app store in the cloud. So if they come after you, I just print this thing out and say here, here go all the proof, here go all the records. So don't be afraid of being audited. Be afraid of not being prepared when you get audited. Mm. Make your money, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. And this goes to some of my mindset training. People are actually afraid to make money out of fear of the IRS. How dumb is that? Mm. Man, I have got guy tell me. Man, I don't want to make that money, man. Then you got. Then you got to pay them taxes. Well, you pay them anyway. <laughs> so why don't you make more, and their way is as you get wealthy, to pay less? But people are afraid of the unknown. So it's not a sexy topic, but it's a topic you need to address, or your money is going to be sexy for the IRS. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you okay? So you're saying don't 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 be fearful of making the money because the IRS. I want you. I want you to talk about this though, because you yeah. you saying this talking about fear. You brought up something that that, that, that kind of just threw me off. What about those who are fearful of their own success? Yeah. Like, they're like, like they self-sabotage because yeah. they're fearful of what could be. Yeah. And they don't realize that they're even doing it. That's the sad thing. Mm. It, uh, self-sabotage comes in the form of excuses. You know, Brian, you don't understand. They got kids. No, I understand. Brian, you don't understand. I just got divorced. No, I understand. Brian, you don't understand. I just got let off. No, I understand. But every excuse you give me, I tell my clients, I put those excuses into reasons. Brian, I got kids. You don't understand. That's not your excuse. That's your reason you need to do what I'm telling you. Brian, that's got laid off. You don't understand. No, that's not your excuse. That's your reason. So what happens is people who self-sabotage don't even realize that subconsciously they're doing it because they're afraid of the success. And the reason they're afraid of the success is because society shows in our country loves individuals who rise and then fall. And they put more emphasis on the fall than they do the bounce back. Mm. So everybody hears that MC Hammer lost $30 million and how can you lose all that money? We can't touch this. But nobody tells you that Hammer actually is the first person to put Twitter on the map. Nobody tells you that Hammer is a genius when it comes to marketing and social media. Nobody tells you that Hammer made millions of dollars for his consultations now. But everybody just know when he was had the diapers on, he was running back and forth doing <laughs> the tie rider, They Rider. Everybody look at the brother's fall, but they don't look at it. his bounce back. Everybody talk about Mike Tyson losing 300 million dollars, but they don't tell you right now, Mike Tyson owned ATM machines in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So society puts more of the fall in front of you because that's sexier than they do the bounce back. So no wonder subconsciously people don't want to rise too high because in our society, you, the higher you are, the further you fall. Who made that up? Mm. You know what I mean? So we do things, a lot of people do things so that they won't have to experience the unknown. I don't want to make money because I hear about Lauren Hill's tax problems. I hear about uh, uh, Ryan Isley's tax problems. It's, it's our culture. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? White folks don't go, I don't want to make no money because you heard about what happened to Willie Nelson? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Willie Nelson had tax problems too. I never heard that. Before. Yeah, see, nobody knew. That's just our culture. You know, man, you heard about what happened to Wesley Snipes? You heard about what happened to Warren Hill? You heard about what happened to Warren Isley? See, that's our culture. So we rather stay where we are in known hell than experience unknown hell. Why, why is that our culture? Yeah, because, think about it, man. This whole... The educational system in America, and I'm not trying to be radical, okay. but what I'm about to say is just the truth. Okay, The educational system in America puts not just black people, but people in general in a position to be more of a consumer than a producer. In other words, you'll get the Jordans but won't invest in Nike. You'll get the PlayStation but won't invest in Sony. So America and the school system is run by corporations. Corporations need you to produce employees to work for them. The reason the government will go for it is because if you get employees, more people will pay their taxes. The code for a W-2 is to pay the taxes off the what? Off the top. If corporate America ever endorse entrepreneurship which they wouldn't the government, I mean if the government ever endorse entrepreneurship corporate America would get less taxes because entrepreneurs pay ourselves first and pay the government less and don't have to go to corporate America. Mm-hmm. So the educational system the government, the school systems and the media and religion but I'm going to leave that alone because it's a sensitive subject all kind of work together to make sure people stay of a consumer mentality not a producer mentality now you ask why us the scenario I just gave is for everybody in America they rather you be a consumer than a producer mm-hmm. they'd rather you be a contributor to capitalism than a participant now you add the African American experience on top of that where you're constantly told you're not good enough by the media you're constantly told as a little kid that Santa Claus is white you're constantly told that Jesus had this looks like this you're constantly told by the police that you're deaf and your' chokehold and you're in your back seven times and being shot 39 times that that means nothing because these people have got off for so long so you had a a flawed educational system, on top of the African American diaspora and you toast if you don't get some self-education. Period. It is not hard to figure out. Yeah. So how, how, how does how does one start? Okay. So let let's say one is in the mindset of what you're saying. Like let's say they're at the bottom of that mindset. Right. Where, how does one start in terms of self-education? So what you have to do is is it's Simple, but it's not easy. Mm. It's simple, but it's not easy. You have to get the attention of a mentor. Let me say what I mean. Mm, break that down. People say, go find a mentor, go find a mentor. Yeah, but your mentor, he's, if he's worth anything, his time is valuable, so he gotta kind of charge the arm and a leg for his mentorship. Now, I'm not saying mentors don't have free things they give. Mm-hmm. I, I do it all the time, right? If I charge the arm and the leg for everything, um, you probably wouldn't be there. Right? If I was like, oh, John, just so you know, uh, for my knowledge and expertise stuff, uh, you can come by the house, whatever. Uh, I'd be $10,000. No, I, I do this because I want people to learn. And I do this because I respect what you know. Right? So every mentor has some free value. They better be giving away because you owe it to people. What I mean is for you to go from the bottom of where you're talking about all the way up to what you're trying to get, you got to join some masterminds that cost five figures. I've done it so many times. You got to pay... Four figures here for a course. Five figures here for a mastermind. Six figures a year for my um, the education that I receive. I don't mind paying that stuff because that's why I'm on the way to being worth eight figures. Mm. So what's my point? You have to do enough sweat. You have to put in enough sweat equity into something that you enjoy. You got to put enough due diligence into something that you. Find really believe in and find find value in. And then now when you come f- to a mentor, you've earned his respect and earned a slot at the table. So he can bring you into other circles. But most people want mentorship and they haven't done anything yet. Right? Hmm. Uh, people tell me this all the time. Brian, I just want to pick your brain. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> 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 I, I know what you're saying and you can pick my brain, but that's just the wrong entry. It's just just the wrong entry, because the more money you make, the more valuable time is, and you never really want to tell a mentor you just want to sit down and pick his brain. If you haven't already, now you can pick my brain if you've already done, but it's a question I'm gonna ask you to make sure you've already done a lot of stuff, so that when you pick my brain, we're supposed to be going from here to here. Not just picking my brain on surface level. I got too much free stuff on YouTube, that you can get all that for free. You got a lot of game on YouTube. Yeah, you yeah. I got too much game on YouTube. When you come pick my brain, let's take you from good to great, not bad to good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that makes sense. Yeah, I gotta make sure people got skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Earn your mentors' uh, time. Earn, Show them that you're worthy of one of those slots at the table. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. When I was coming up in the speaking world, people wonder why it comes so easy for me to speak or teach people how to speak or how I come up with multi million dollar frameworks and formulas and fundamentals. Those are the three things I teach my speaking clients how to create frameworks, formulas, and multi million dollar uh, fundamentals. And they wonder why. Well, think about it. For of my 25 years speaking on stages, the first Ten were spent under the tutelage of other people watching them speak. So by the time they pulled my number and it was time for me to hit the stage, I'm like I'm ready. So you see, you might see Lisa Nichols has endorsed me. Les Brown has endorsed me. This is video. This is on YouTube, right? This mm-hmm. is this, this ain't no lie. People, I don't have a lie. I have to make stuff up. Why did they endorse me? Well, you can tell somebody that's just in it for fame. And you can tell somebody that's in it because they are gifted and love to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I earned, over the years, the respect of your mentors by putting that sweat equity in first. So Lisa Nichols was like, I love to endorse you. I'm like, well, shoot, you ain't got to ask me. twice." Like, hey, <laughs> this is my good friend Lisa Nichols. She have not asked me twice. She did the video. And people are like, man, you, I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. Earn the respect of the giants whose shoulders you stand on to get where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, uh, but it takes a swagger. Yeah, yeah. That, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Man, ten. So ten years. You was ten years. You was like ten years. I was underground. Kinda, I was underground. Believe it or not, Jonathan, and, and, and a lot of people don't realize us Realize this. I'm kind of still under the ground now. There are a lot of people who you guys see, speak right now that you wouldn't believe was on this sofa, I helped them write their first speech. I'm not like a ghostwriter. Yeah, there are a lot of people that y'all know right now that if you would have really that they would have tell the truth, and I'm not saying they're lying. But yeah, they got the idea. They got a lot of their frameworks and and, and f- fundamentals and formulas right on the sofa. Yeah. I sat down and wrote it with them and showed him okay, get up, let me see you do it. No, take that out, do this. I wrote it. so you you keep keep talking about these these fundamentals and these frameworks I have to ask you what what is in a million dollar framework or fundamental of conveying a message okay so alright so I'll give you an example so anytime this is the first course I teach my clients of of the 8 weeks or 12 weeks depending on what they want to sign up for if you're not teaching in a framework you're doing yourself a billion dollar disservice because a framework is something that can be passed down, right? The reason Stephen Covey, God rest his soul, is still like the number one bestseller because it's seven habits of highly effective people. So a person, an institution can take that framework and give it to their instructors at the institution who can teach the students at the institution from the handbook that the instructors are giving them from his institution. So it's a framework. A framework is something you can pass down. Right? Okay. So if I teach my people the five levels of impact, that's a framework. The five levels of impact your story and your keynote can have on people. Go from level one to level five. If I teach people, there are four types of keynote addresses I'm going to teach you. And by the time you leave my course, you're going to have at least one or two, should you choose to go to the advanced level, keynotes that you can make money off of. Right. If I teach people, there's six things you need to do or six steps you're going to go through once you start making money as a speaker. And I'm going to show you how not to make the mistakes I made. So what I just did, I just gave you six, five, four. Mm. So that's a framework. Six steps your finances are going to go through. Don't make the same mistakes I made. Make a million dollars and keep it and grow it so you ain't got to make it twice Five levels of impact that your story and keynote is going to have in your audience. Four keynotes. See, so I call it six, five, four. Mm. And then I give you three, two, one. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Right. There are three obstacles you got to overcome. There are two types of, uh, of uh, productive, there are two types of um payment you can receive from being a speaker. And I'm the one guy that's going to teach you all of this. So it's six, five, four, three, two, one. That's a framework. So when you teach something, if you teach it in a multi-million dollar framework, as long as you prove proven yourself and you've made that type of money, then people will respect that you're coming from here. You know what I mean? And when you're coming from here, people can tell. If I really want my clients to take my place on stage, I gotta give them the best frameworks. So I got people that I've actually trained, that I've actually given some of my frameworks to, and now they do extremely well. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna get with you. We're gonna put the. We're gonna get the link in the show notes, and so yeah. people can, you know, people can see see, see what you what you got cooking. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. six five four three two one is one of my most popular frameworks for speakers. That, that's, yeah. That makes sense. yeah. That's that's cool. <laughs> no, like, no, like, honestly, because you know, like, because I, you know, I, I go to colleges to speak, and I, I've spoken with a few staff. Yeah. But it's it's just interesting because you breaking that down like that. Then when somebody comes to you. You're like, okay, well, what, what, are you, what are you facing? And then you can just... Compartmentalize Okay, it. yeah, you need this. Exactly, you need that. Every, everything's a framework. When I first did my instinct training, so this is my mindset piece. I told you, I'm mindset, message, and money. Mm-hmm. So we just talked about message, speaking. On the mindset piece, um, it's funny because I don't force it. I just kind of let the universe shape it. So I started with the tiger because that's my favorite animal. Okay. Right, and I don't know if the camera can catch it, but if you look around here, man, you, there's an owl, an owl up here. There's a statue. I got from, when I took my son to Africa back there, the five big game. There's a leopard up there. Animals there. Oh, right. So <laughs> the tiger I started with, then I went to the eagle, then I went to the owl, then I went to the uh, honeybee, then I went to the snow leopard, the king cobra, the jaguar, the silverback gorilla, the rhinoceros, um, the praying mantis. Then when I got being acres, I got five ducks that couldn't swim. Hmm. Because they were born on farms. It's called imprinting. So a duck mimics the first thing it sees. And if that's not his mother, he'll mimic a chicken if he's born on a farm. So my five ducks, I didn't notice, couldn't swim. Now people say, of course they can swim. It's God given. I know they can swim. What I'm saying is they they were afraid to get in the water. Hmm. I actually taught them how to swim. Not getting the water with them, but I had to do certain things to show them that this lake I have, I got for ducks. Y'all ain't gonna be over here acting like no chickens. So, what's my point? Then I took the animals and I put them into a framework after I developed them. So, now, so species are real simple reptiles, birds, amphibians, mammals. Reptiles, birds, amphibians, mammals, it'll hit me in a second, but like, you know, you break them down into categories, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I gotta give you at least one more. Reptiles, birds, amphibian, mammals, aquatics. fish, okay. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you, you frame it where mammals, leadership. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Birds, goal setting. Because they fly high. You see what Uh I'm saying? So if a bird, birds fly high, you set your goals even higher. So my bird sequence may be on goal setting. Right? Mammals may be on leadership. You see it? It makes sense. Aquatics may be on vision. Because under that water, you got to be able to see it. So you create the framework a lot of times after you've done the work. So people struggle sometimes because they like, I don't know where to start. Well, if you start, we can frame it later. Earn your mentor's time. So if you come to me with some pieces, I can help you frame it, but at least you got to show me that you started with something. Now don't get me wrong, you can have nothing and we can create something. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you want to you be in a mindset of creating ultimately a framework that you can monetize. So now companies hire me to come in and teach my Instinct series. So now they flip through the book or we have a conversation. I'm like, what are you guys struggling with? I'll give you an example. Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Um, they hired me one time to come in. the EMTs were not motivated. The EMTs are, like, people think it's all the same, but it's not. The EMTs drive the actual ambulance, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in your ambulance, you got three people. You got the EMT, you got the RN, and you got the respiratory therapist. So you got the RT, respiratory therapist, okay. the RN, and the EMT. Mm-hmm, okay. I was brought in to Cincinnati Children's Hospital up in Ohio to... Try to figure out why y'all feeling like y'all not part of the group and it was simple stuff that the rts and the rns were doing where the emts felt like they weren't giving them no the respect like when they show up on the scene some of the rns would just be like you know you just drive like no he, he's just he's not just x training but he can't be told that he's just a driver he can help too it was little stuff like that So I went into my catalog and found the animal to fix this situation. Why? Because it's in a framework. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I went to find the underdog, how the underdog responds, and how the other RNs and RTs should start treating him so he won't feel that way. So companies hired me to come in and teach these animal instincts and how to improve production profits and um, personality. See, that's another framework. You heard it? Yeah, that's good. You see? Okay, you just you <laughs> walk in <front> <laughs> framework. Production, profits, and personality. So everything is framed up where I can just give you the package so I ain't got to sell myself. So it's packaged up so you don't have to sell yourself. Why, why, is, it so, why is it so important to not sell yourself? Well, it sounds contrad- sounds like a contradiction because you always hear in, in, in business, people are buying you they're not buying the product or service. That's a good point. Right. And I'm not not disagreeing with that. So Mm -hmm. let me make sure I, I, and I actually agree with that statement. So let me make sure I clear it up. What I'm saying is, in order to get in the door, I got to sell myself once I get in the door. So that statement, that industry statement, I actually agree with that. A person Mm -hmm. is selling, they're buying you, they're not actually buying the product. But what gets me in the door was how I have this stuff framed up for you to even want to talk to me. Mm You see what I'm saying? It's not a whole bunch of people out there they have a catalog of eighteen to twenty-one animals, and you pick the three animals based on the description I gave each one that best suits your problem. You understand? Mm. I got some government contracts. I did the adjudication review board, um, adjudication review. Just so you know, some people have disability, and you get denied. You got to go before adjudication review board of lawyers. Or, you know, you got to go. You got to tell them why you need disability. Okay. Well, one of the hardest uh, industries to keep motivated is government employees. So Chattanooga, Knoxville, Macon, Georgia, uh Columbia, South Carolina, um, uh Florida, I was the trainer for the adjudication of the boards in about five or six offices. Okay. Okay. And why did I get in the door? Because I gave them a framework first that made it easy to digest. They would have never hired me, had I gone in there and said, well, let me tell you about the ducks. Ducks don't have blood vessels in their feet. So they never get cold feet, which means in life you gotta learn how to paddle, never get cold feet, and look smooth on top, but always work beneath." They'd be like, this is the quirkiest thing I've ever heard. Now watch, put in the framework. I wanna show you how ducks, owls, eagles, and a peregrine falcon. I'm gonna bring you four birds and I'm gonna show your employees how if they adopt the philosophy of these four birds. Ducks never get cold feet. They perform well under pressure. See how it sounds different? It I, for for one it does sound different, but the other part is like Previous in previous time, you know, we've always heard about the all these different personality assessments, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's one of those things to where I'm not gonna say people are numb to it, but this is this is old. Yep. This, this is red, old. blue, green, yellow. Yeah. But yep. then when you come in different, when you come in different, it's like what is this framed up? And then you're, yeah. And then you're looking at you. Like, I'm gonna give four birds. And you're like what? Yeah. And it's like well let me check the description. Right. And check then me. they read it, and then they start to feel that there's some synergy. It's like wait a framed minute. Frame works. Now I gotta sell myself after that. But that's what got me in the door mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the framework. So, if I tell you, eagles are the epitome of leadership, they fly directly into the storm. Eagles don't run from storms. When most birds storms come, they find a place to go. The eagle says, Oh, this is the perfect time for me to test it out and see if I still got it. You really? see it? Yeah. yeah. The peregrine falcon two, flies 260 miles an hour. Little big bird. And he eats live birds, but to get to them, he <laughs> flies on top of them. And you never see them come it comes down. So I teach people how to aim for their goals. You see what I'm saying? how mm. You know, and then come down and hit them. But go past your goals. Mm. You see? So leadership, goal setting, cold feet, no blood vessels, pressure. The owl sees through the darkness. We all don't have dark times in our life, but the owl has the ability to see through the darkness. That's why he's also synonymous with wisdom. You ever heard the wise old Owl? Mm-hmm. You see? so all these things don't work if i just come in and talk about birds it's got to be what framed up so the client will want to talk to me then i'm gonna sell myself. and this makes sense and you keep you keep bringing up birds and ducks so now i want to pivot <laughs> i, I want to talk i want to talk a little bit about about being acres just yeah, yeah. Where, where, where where did this mm-hmm. idea come from mm-hmm. you know for you to say you know what let, let's like let, let's go ahead and you know, let, let's go ahead and acquire this. And break, break down, what what is Bean Acres for people who don't know? Yeah, so Bean Acres is a retreat. There's 20 acres of land I purchased um, here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's 20 acres. It has a pond where I actually shoot my pond cast. We're going to the yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna gonna get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, I shoot my pond cast on Bean Acres. And um, <laughs> it's 20 acres of land. And it's a... Uh, House that I renovated on the property that I now create the income stream. See, see once you learn, the, remember I told you, mindset, message, and money. Everything starts looking like an opportunity for you to create assets. It's not about getting greedy. It's about creating assets. So when I looked at it, I said, okay, with 20 acres, I can renovate the house. Now the house is an asset. It's on 20 acres, so now the front yard and the backyard are assets. People, it's so big that people can pull. We have 150 cars out there, and you can put a big screen out there, and we can have a drive-in movie night for couples, and I can charge couples. The lake is in the back. That's an asset. I cut in four ATV trails. That's an asset. You see what I'm saying? I'm building an amphitheater on the lake so that as a speaker, when I speak, it looks like I'm kind of standing in the water. Oh but my I'm goodness. am on a platform. Oh my goodness. And the audience will be in the, um, the, the, it's on a hill and we're gonna cut the rows in and have seating that looks like trees. So you are sitting on like a stub Uh, Tree trunk with a back. So you're sitting in the amphitheater while I'm speaking out there. But when I'm not speaking, somebody else can use it. That's an asset. So Bean Acres is like an executive retreat where we can come and teach kids agriculture. Um, um, You can come and ride ATVs after you sign the waiver. Um, (laughs) You can rent out the house that's on the property. um, I have people to stay there for two weeks. Uh, I have somebody that wanted to stay there for six months. I told them no. I'm like, that's too long. I need, wow. to get, I need to get in. in there. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> I missed my own house. No. Um, so yeah. So the reason being, anchors was developed. Honestly, be honest with you. My first house was kind of unincorporated. It was just like on the, on the street, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I thought I don't want a pool, but I want access to a pool, so I moved into a subdivision. Okay. Then you start learning about covenants and HOA, and you can't do this and you can't. I'm like, ho 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 ho. We got all this money, and I can't what? That's true. You can't rent the clubhouse and such, such. So they got. I'm like, you know what? So I know what I need. I need my own land. How about that? Then you can't tell me who can park where, what parties to have, how loud the music can be, such so and such complaining. So I, I, it was kind of a, uh, a a transgression. You know what I mean? From an ascension. Mm-hmm. From first house, cool, subdivision, cool. But let me give this house to my son, and now we got 20 acres. But I'm building my house at Bean acres mm-hmm. with all those assets around. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's cool, man. Y'all got you gonna come to the podcast? I told you, yeah, I'm coming. Am I gonna interview you? Yeah, I'm all right, So tell happening, you guys. So yeah, you can come to the podcast, man, and be my guest. So that's another asset I turned it into, right? Mm-hmm. If I got a pond or a lake, it just depend on. How I wanna play it. It's a pond I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. But uh we sit down and I wanna to talk to people who turn their tribulations into celebrations. And I get your story on the Instincts Podcast. So because we're outside, I tie my animals into it, right? The podcast is my podcast and we talk about life and I got all these animal parallels, so it's a beautiful combination of my life's work all coming together. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, what? How did that? How did the idea come up for the podcast? And you keep on saying podcast, podcast. I'm like, we got to talk about it. So how? How how did that? How did that come about? Yeah. So what happened was I was doing podcasting back in 2004, 2005. I was podcasting a long time ago. I just didn't know that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Me and my four friends had a show called On the Spot. Hmm. And I was the money. Uh, expert, if you will. Another friend of mine was the political expert. He had a lot of political ties. Another friend of mine was from the streets. So he'd tell you what's going on in the streets. another friend of mine, she was like our pop culture and fashion, fashionista. Okay. So the four of us would talk every Tuesday and Thursday and we built this audience. I just didn't that that's what we was doing. Mm. But I didn't know how to monetize it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I did not know how to monetize it. So, I was like, you know, man, if I ain't making no money right now, man, this is the younger young version of me, if I ain't making no money right now, we just talking to people every Tuesday and Thursday, I need to shut this down. So I stopped. Then, I saw my boy, shout out to David Shans. Shout out to Shans. I saw Shans do his podcast and start a course on teaching you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, me if I just dust myself off, I know how to do it. Now, he got the framework. Mm -hmm. you understand then the courses my man Shans came by Bean Acres we gave him a tour we on ATV's kicking it I'm like I need to do the podcast out here I was like Dave I'm going to call it a podcast so when you get around people who are similar like minded God will just bring you all the energy the juices just start flowing so he inspired me to do a podcast I bought Bean Acres I got a pond. I call it a podcast. Mm-hmm. I got the animals that I teach on, so it's called the Instincts Podcast. And I was That's like, Dave, what you think, man? Should I do the Beanakers Podcast? Podcast? Should I do the the Instincts Podcast?" He was like, "He was like, I'm telling you, the animal thing that you do, and the, the podcast word." He was like, he was, I wrote it down. I had like four options. He was like, "This is it." I'm like, "Hey." They right now got a hot podcast. Yeah, that let me just exactly. follow what he said. So I took this course, man. He inspired me to do it, and it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah, you got to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to check it out. Yeah, and Yeah, I'm, I'm right. looking forward to it. I'm okay. looking forward to it because because it, you're creating you're creating a different experience. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a complete different experience that I haven't seen because it's not you know you're in sure, studio. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. not live studio audience. But even if you did decide to bring people out there live, then you know, then it's a it's a different dynamic in itself. It is, yeah. It so it is. yeah. Once, you, once I build an amphitheater out there, man, who knows? I might be live tapings out there. Man. But, but now, you just got the birds. I got my ducks. You know, who knows? We got we got serenity out there, and it's definitely it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. All shot at being naked. isn't that cool? Yeah. So, so it's it all cool. kind of it all just kind of you know, in the industry on the internet, it's called circular velocity. Right, when you create multiple income streams from one effort. Mm -hmm. So now, I teach a lot of people, find your gift, live in it, and then create multiple income streams from one effort. So when you create that circle of our velocity, man, your life will line up and it won't even feel like work. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, it doesn't feel like work. It's making money with little effort. Not that you don't have to work hard, but I'm just saying, it don't feel like work. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean because they you know because i because I, I believe i heard charlemagne say it, he he was talking about he was like you know back when i used to do i used to do this or this he' was talking about manual labor he was like that's hard work mm-hmm. but me going interviewing some people sitting on some panels that's, that's not, not hard. hard work yeah man you got to change your perception of that yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. hard so, work is the people who work that we admire and should respect that guy's out there man 80, 85 degree weather nine to five trying to do a jackhammer do our highways shout out to him that's hard work and he's doing something that we all need but I'm just not good at hard work I work hard but it won't feel like I need a touch question no 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 I'm right I'm, there with you I'm right there with you I'm right there with you so let, let me ask you this like when it comes to like 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 where you are now mm-hmm. How do, how do you find your mentors now? Being as accomplished as you are, doing what you've done and you know, what you're continuing to do, how do you find your mentors now to say, that's I, I want to learn from this person? Yeah. So the same way I would if I was hiring somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You hire somebody if you have a problem and somebody else can fix it consistently better than you, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started my podcast, I had to hire an editor because I don't have time to edit when I started the podcast, I had to hire somebody for, for booking so they could get the calendar out. And you got to understand, mine is rather contingent. So when we see seven days of sun, oh, you better believe we're about to shoot about like 29 episodes, right? <laughs> so I got to book this person, book that person. You want on at one o'clock? You want at three o'clock? You want it five o'clock? You want the seven o'clock? You want on at one o'clock? You want it three o'clock? You want the five o'clock? So the same way you hire somebody to what? Solve a problem. Mm-hmm. It's the same way I find a mentor who's proven, who's been consistent. And who's shown growth and elevation that can help me solve a problem? Mm-hmm. So I find a mentor by seeing what the results of their consistency and work ethic has brought them. You can't impress me with no cars. I got seven of them. You can't impress me with no house. I got twenty acres. You can't impress me with all no jewelry, cause I don't, where I come from, you get your stuff snatched anyway. Which which you can impress me with is your consistency Mm. and your integrity so I'm looking for a mentor that has has shown some escalation in a certain field or endeavor and his students have shown some escalation in a certain field or endeavor and that's the person I'm going to rock with that's going to help me solve a problem not the person with the nicest car, not the person with the biggest house, been there, done that, had that 22 years old when I was 22 so I'm looking for consistency and integrity that's what I'm looking for, the mental yeah. and duplication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, okay, okay, okay. Let, let me let me let me ask you this one then. Let us let, say that you know you got the opportunity to go, go out to dinner with three people, mm-hmm. right? Who who would be these three people that that you want to go out to dinner with? You know, anybody in the world, whatever. You might already know them. You might already know. them. <laughs> right, right. Living on dinner. <laughs> dinner. Living on dinner. Living on dinner. Any, any, any three people. Who who are you going out to dinner with? Oh, that's that's crazy. Um. I definitely would go out to dinner with Tupac. I don't care what nobody say. I I would go out to dinner with Tupac. I'm gonna tell you why. People forget Tupac was 25 when he died. Mm. 25. Now I don't care if you're a fan or not. Go look at some clips of some of the stuff he was saying, and tell me if you felt like that at 25. Tell me if you, if you raised by a Black Panther who ended up having a drug addiction. You were homeless in Baltimore, ended up going way out to the bay, but you're from New York, so you got a New York culture, came down to the uh, Atlantic region, went over there out to the west coast, had poetic and acting skills, mm-hmm. and got in the rap game, but also had endorsements in, in corporate America before you went a little left when you got Shug and all that, but if you look at this man at 25 years old, bruh, the stuff that he was saying is still so prophetic now. Mm-hmm. That's somebody's journey who I feel like people have forgotten, but um can't see it here, but I yeah, definitely, yeah I definitely all yeah. you know, can't see it. It's a four by four picture I got. The only one in the world, the guy that did that, that, that drew that, made that. Um definitely Tupac. This may sound um, I'm kind of redundant because I'm in the same genre but I got to talk to Jay-Z, man. Mm. I got to talk to Jay-Z but for a different reason. For you to be in a dope game selling drugs and all that stuff then decide consciously or subconsciously so that you're not going to do that. Then Start your own label because everybody told you no. See, people look at Jay today, but Jay wasn't rapping like he is now. He was at He rapped more like the Foosnakes. Mm. The bigger the Jay, the bigger the So people are like, what's all this fast? No label like it For you to go, you know what? I tell you what, y'all don't like me? I'm gonna bangroll it myself then. The videos, the Album the studio time. Mm. I will back all to myself then get the big boys to say you're like your mentor mm. You've done enough. We see you now. We're not gonna buy you out We're gonna partner with you mm. To get Dev jam and all the guys to be like we're gonna partner with you then to jump out of that become president of the company then jump out of that and realize that that may not be the best for you. But then find Kanye, who's now another billionaire. <laughs> then marry Beyonce, who's at the top of her game. Then start or become an equity owner in rock Nation. Then, I mean, how far do I need to go, man? I mean, <laughs> that to me, from where you come from, Marcy Projects, bro. Mm. That's a serious, serious Road to success. I mean, that's just that's just that's. How, people say it's two rappers. Nah, it's two people. It's two people. It's not two rappers. If you listen to the description I gave, both of them. They happen to get in the rap industry that's at some true. point. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference. There's a big difference between mm-hmm. those those stories, right? Mm-hmm. The third one. I would say Bruce Lee. Like water. Like water, boy. Bruce Lee. I studied Wing Chun uh, for the past 10 years. Um, And man, for a guy to be just a little bigger than me, and I'm a small guy, for a guy to be just a little bigger than me, man, the power he had and the the, um, finesse with Kung Fu that he exhibited and the hate that he got for introducing the art to the Western world and the movie scene and his philosophy, like he said, be like water. People still quoting him today. You know what I mean? Water can flow, water can crash. Be like water, be water. For me to be a martial arts person, there's just not another person that I'd rather sit down and talk to like that. And he's just a little bigger than me to do the things that he was doing. I mean, how you throw from your hip, not your shoulder, not your arm. Your hip throws the punch. I mean, it's amazing the power he had, man, to be like 155. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you embody all of that, walk into a room and have a mental kind of belief that you can take everybody in here out and be as humble as he was, knowing you're a walking weapon and just not have to ever use it? Mm -hmm. That's what you call real self-control. Man. Yeah that's good yeah man for sure that's good that's yeah. good we're about to wrap this thing up about to wrap this thing up about to, about to, about to get you out of here well get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay man I appreciate your time uh, yeah. man okay so I, I like like to have a little like to have a little bit of fun on the show so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions and then we'll come back to you for the, for the final words okay so, so are you are you ready yeah okay okay uh, Okay. Wait, let, Wait, let me get, get in here yeah yeah let me get wrapped ready, ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay, here we go, here we go. Alright. Pancakes and waffles? Waffles. Okay. Stocks or crypto? Crypto. Mm. All day, that's easy. Really? Yeah, stocks are old. I'm not saying I don't have none, but crypto is the transition of, well, using the blockchain. So, crypto is stocks with technology. Um, Okay, 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 okay. New school classic car? New school, art classic car. Oh, I got four classics. Okay. Yeah, of those seven cars, three are regular and four of my classics. Classics all day long. Made much better, easier to fix. Uh-huh. Get way more uh, value. They put them. They put in music videos. Ain't nobody asked me to put my BMW on a photo shoot. <laughs> but they asked me to put that '51, that '61 Bentley on a photo shoot. They asked me for my '58 T Bird in a photo shoot and a movie shoot. Those. Assets, everything is my assets for me. Okay. Vintage, all that. A speaking engagement or a podcast? I'm gonna go with um a podcast. Fair enough. That's it. I'm gonna go with the podcast. Why? Why is it? Because the podcast will bring me speaking engagement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the difference would be with the podcast. There are a lot of people who won't resonate with me at all, but they'll resonate with your story. And there's no way in the world I could tell your story because only you live it. So mm-hmm. the reason I would pick the podcast any day is because we can reach more people if I have a bunch of different people here who've experienced things and overcome things that I never even imagined. So mm-hmm. I'd never like to make it about myself when I can make it about you. I feel like we can help more people and they'll get to know me over the time. There it is, there it is. Absolutely. Okay. I'm about to hit this quick commercial and then I'm gonna come back to you for the final thought. Okay, cool. Okay. So uh, to all my speakers, my coaches and my consultants out there, if you have not, I encourage you to go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com because that's the, that's the number one community not to just help you start, not to help you launch, not to help you monetize a podcast, but that's where we develop podcasters. All right, so go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com. I have a free gift for you there. And now back to get the final thought from Mr. Bean. That's it. My final thought. Real simple. Cash, asset, cash. Stop letting societal norms, right, education, traditional education, the government, you're getting a, a refund, the banks, you're getting buried in debt, um, the school system, teaching you how to be a follower, not a leader. Stop letting societal norms keep you from learning the philosophy that those who are, that you look up to, learn a long time. Everybody you look up to has a philosophy. Let me get some cash, let me buy, build, and grow an asset and turn that asset into some cash. People look at all the things I'm doing today, right? Being acres, 20 acres, 4 were the trails, the lake, the podcast, um, meeting people like yourself, speaking on stages, um, a monetizing message program. People look at everything I'm doing, but they miss it. What I'm doing is creating assets that create more cash So I can help more people, which creates more assets, in this case meaning people, not things, Mm -hmm. and help them create more cash. So they can help more people that will create more assets, which is people, that bring more cash. Now you plan by the rules of the wealthy instead of getting played by the rules of the wealthy. Mm -hmm. So that's my part of the words. Cash, asset, cash. Take some cash that you have, invest it in something. It don't have to be me. It don't have to be my courses. It don't have to be my culture. But invest it in something and take that asset to create more cash so we can help more people and change the way money flows in our community. Mm. That's something. Period. Point blank. That's the simple truth of the matter. There he is. Yep. Mr. Brian Bean. My man. Good to see you, man. Appreciate I'm you. I'm glad man. to be here. I'm Good glad to be to here. You. And I can't wait. Your own record coming to the point. Okay. Yes sir. All, okay. right, all right, there it is. Well family, you you all heard it here first. Uh and remember, 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 this is the Your Podcast Mentor Show where we help you build your platform so that you can profit from your podcast. Until next time, peace and God bless. Yes. Yeah.